At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. W-O-M-M-L-P Burlington, 105.9 FM, The Radiator. You're listening to Rocket Shop. I'm your host tonight, Sophie. Um, and this program is brought to you in part by Calamidian Crows Trading Post, now offering screen printing and band shirt starter packs and still twisting up tie-dye shirts and tapestries for individuals and businesses. Corporate rates are offered on bulk orders for tie-dye shirts. Contact Calamidian Crows trading post on Facebook. Here with me tonight, I have Robert and Gigi. Hi, Robert and Gigi. Thank you for being here. Our pleasure. Hello. Um, so let's start off. Just tell me a little bit about yourselves. What do you guys do? You want to start? Go, G. Um, I am a program consultant in the Chittenden East School District, where I um, work primarily with students and teens who have autism spectrum disorder. However, I do a lot of mindfulness training, therefore all students benefit because we promote inclusion in our school district and in Vermont. Great. <laughs> and I just retired after 28 years at the Fletcher Free Library as a librarian, an outreach librarian, and a reference librarian. And I've been doing a radio show on Vermont Public Radio for 22 years. Congratulations. It's hard to believe. All those, all those years add right up. That they do. Um, so you guys are traditional musicians. You play children's music. Um, and I hear that we have you tonight because we have a show coming up at the Middlebury Festival on the Green. Am I correct? We, we, are, we are playing on the Thursday of that week at lunchtime. And we are overjoyed to be going, coming back to do it again. Well, I'm sure it's going to be a great show. So I would love to get us started off by just hearing something that you want to play and let our listeners know what kind of music you play. Where did you learn Sammy? Sammy is, um, because I'm a teacher, uh, Sammy right, uh, Hat Palmer is his name. And he writes a, a lot of music for kids. Um, and, and it's usually involving movement and different sensory experiences, so it's really, really fun stuff. So, when it's time for you to sing along with me, I'm the one that's singing along like the group. This is a story about Sammy. Sammy. His father sent him out to buy bread. Buy bread? Sammy didn't feel like walking. Walking? He wished he could fly instead. So he said, If I was a butterfly, I would fly to the store. Fly to the store. Fly, fly to the store. If I was a big fat sparrow, I could fly, fly to the store. Fly to the store for my father. Now wait a minute. What you can't see is that Gigi was flapping and fluttering. So just imagine that on your radio. I can't. We help do not it. have a George Jetson radio, unfortunately. No, I just can't help. I can't. I'm I'm sitting and trying really hard not to flap and flutter, but 
just happens. <laughs> This is a story about Sammy. Sammy? His father sent him out to buy bread. Buy bread? Sammy didn't feel like walking. Walking? He wished he could swim instead. So he said, If I was Johnny Weissmuller, I would swim to the store. Swim to the store. <laughs> swim to the store. If I was a happy little slug, I would swim to the store. Swim to the store for my father. This is a story about Sammy. Sammy. His father sent him out to buy bread. Buy bread. Sammy didn't feel like walking. Walking. He wished he could jiggle instead. So he said, If I was Santa's abdomen, I would jiggle what? to the store. <laughs> jiggle to the store. Jiggle to the store. If I was three liters of jello, I would jiggle to the store. Jiggle to, to the, the store for my father. Another one. This is a story about Sammy. Sammy. His father sent him out to buy bread. Buy bread. Sammy didn't feel like walking. Walking. He wished he could jump instead, so he said, If I was the Easter Bunny, I'd jump, jump to the store. Jump to the store. Jump to the store. If I was Buster Keaton, when somebody <laughs> dropped a 2,500-pound weight on the other side of the seesaw, I would jump, jump. to the store. Jump to the store for my father. Swim to the store for my father. Jump to the store for my father. We mostly do music that um, that we either learned when we were little kids ourselves, or over time you learn to utilize things that were particularly popular because for a long time we were doing two shows a week at the library plus playing all over the state in addition to that. And um, one that jumps right into my mind was we, um, a grandfather of one of the little ones that was here say, came up to me afterwards and said, do you know one finger, one thumb? And I didn't. And it was one finger, one thumb, keep moving. One finger, one thumb, keep moving. One finger, one thumb, keep moving. And we'll all be happy again. One finger, one thumb, one hand, two hands, two arms, two arms, two legs, two legs. I'm making it a little shorter. Keep moving. <laughs> one finger, one thumb, one hand, two hands, one arm, two arms, one leg, two legs. Keep moving. One finger, one thumb, one hand, two hands, one arm, two arms, one leg, two legs. Keep moving. And we'll all be happy again. One more, just one more. One finger, one thumb, one hand, two hands, one arm, two arms, one leg, two legs. Blow Gigi a kiss. Thank you. Keep moving. One finger, one thumb, one hand, two hands, one arm, two arms, one leg, two legs. Blow Gigi another kiss. What? Thank you. Keep moving. One finger, one thumb, one hand, two hands, one arm, two arms, one leg, two legs. Blow Gigi and Robert a kiss. Keep moving and we'll all be happy again. Anyway, it turned out to be such a hit that it became for a long time one of the lead-in songs. And just like the audience at the last chance that likes 18 songs in a row, exactly the same songs, because then they know what's coming, a lot of times the kids will be very, very happy if not only you're doing songs that they know, but they're in the same order. 
I've been approached many times by kids, little, little, really little kids going, that wasn't right. You want to hear another one? I would love to. I have to do this one. Okay. This, this is the classic Warner Brothers approach, which means it's entertaining to the parents as well as the kids. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high, W, X, Y, and Z. I think that was the Verblungeon ABCs. Next time I'll try to do it a little bit better. Meanwhile, the kids are rolling on the floor, the parents are going. And then they go, one, two, three, Z, Y, X, W, V, U, T, S, R, Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, I, H, G, F, E, D, C, B, A, 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 A. I'm pretty sure that was the backwards ABCs. What good could it possibly do for me? And by then they're ready to do the real ABCs. And uh, everybody does it. We all congratulate ourselves by doing it. And it's really amazing. If the kids are eight months old, or if the kids are eight years old, or if the parents are 81 years old, everybody seems to get a kick out of it. So... When did you first start getting into playing children's music? Has this ha gone? I hear it's been a while. Gigi? Well, I've always used music a lot um, in the classrooms. Mm -hmm. And um, I started with Robert playing music with him 20 years ago. How can it be? How can it be? I was, um, I was using the guitar a lot in my outreach programs because... The first time that I went to some of the outreach places, they all asked me, what did you do with the dog? And I said, what dog? He said, the dog that used to come with the books. Well, the previous outreach librarian had a dog that she brought for kissing and hugging. Well, everybody picked out books. Well, I didn't have a dog, but I had the guitar and I also can play the piano and there were pianos in a lot of the sites. So I'd play golden oldies while everybody shopped and it turned out to be a huge hit. So later on, the children's librarian at the library was doing, I still remember, she was doing Billy Goat's Gruff. And she would do it three times because, because that was all she had and the thing was only about two minutes long. And she asked me whether I would play some music in between the sets of Billy Goat's Gruff. And by the time we were done, we realized that the music was more popular than the Billy Goat's Gruff which was interesting too because there were some people on the library board back in the day who didn't feel that music was a legitimate program for public libraries. How wrong they were, and we proved it over years. A lot of, the, uh, not to blow our own horns too much, but a lot of the children's music programs in libraries, I think, are directly response to, uh, direct response to the success of the Fletcher Freeze programming. And that gives me a great feeling. That's awesome. So how do you think, you know, you worked as a librarian, you said 28 years? 28 years. How do you think that sort of like affected the, the music that you write and your performances? Um, I think more, I think for the most part, just having a, a regular adoring audience really helps because the thing is when everybody feels comfortable, they give you good feedback and you get a sense about what works and what doesn't work. And unless you're foolish, you won't, keep using what doesn't work and you'll latch on to what does and you become a better performer. One of the things that Gigi and I always tried to do 
was to teach the kids how to be a good audience. Because a lot of times, people used to having music coming out of speakers somewhere. And it was kind of a novel thing to have actual people playing music. I had there are a lot of little kids that do not recognize me without a guitar in my hands. Because that's what they see is the guitar. Mm-hmm. But it's, it was, I, I kind of describe it as, a, as, you know, birthing whole generations of music-loving kids that are potentially really good audiences. That's awesome. And, and more than that, when we go to concerts, I have grandchildren, and um, when I go to their concerts, I'll see children on the, let's say, the Burlington High School stage, and they were in the kids' audience. And so it's about, um, it's about teaching to be an audience, but also allowing kids to be kids, developmentally able to be children. And music reaches them in a way that... Um, a lecture wouldn't, or having children have to sit still might not be really great. And so kids learn to be an audience. Parents sometimes are learning too, because they haven't, some of them had not had an experience, whether it's a different cultural background or not, um, haven't had a chance to hear live music as well. Um, and then the other thing that felt important was that Robert and I were doing the songs that we love. When I teach kids, I say, these are the things I use so that I can be more aware of what I'm doing. And so with the music, I'm bringing the things that I love, the songs that I love. And, um, and Robert did the same. And so we both loved it enough to be able to share our favorite songs and then make arrangements for them, so it was pretty great. And then we get to do things like Middlebury Festival on the Green, where some kids who maybe the most music they hear is on a video game, and sometimes they don't even know some of the traditional songs that we are doing. It opens a whole world of interaction that's exciting and, um, again, age-appropriate. And uh, all abilities can appreciate it. So you're talking about kind of like developing the experience as an audience member. Um, What does that kind of look like? Like, do you get kids up and dancing and all that good stuff? We don't do anything. Mm -hmm. They feel it. And sometimes it's a time that the parents are, are doing it with each other or the caregivers. Um, the thing that I used to love is I started wearing um, really, really fun socks because I realized kids were really looking at my feet. Because think about where their eyes are. They're, they were like knee level. My fan, my fan base, I used to say, yeah, from the knee down kind of thing. And so I'd bring really fun socks. And then I would watch them as they were. Sometimes we'd see the second children, the mom was pregnant, and then the newborn would come. And then we would watch the development of the child and the older sibling and how they developed together. But then I would watch for that moment when the baby would tap their foot. Right, and it was so much fun, and I knew it was because of these silly socks, which I have a drawer full. Of, you know, that's my my thing because people love that. So we never said get up and dance. If Robert starts doing the hokey pokey, people leap to their feet. Right. If I start doing, say, um, you know, doing something with my body, they do it too because kids will mirror you, and then adults allow themselves to be more childlike, which is really healthy. Um, said a lot. You just say a lot. Yeah, da 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 da
La da 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 da. Oh, Thumbelina, Thumbelina, tiny little thing. Thumbelina, dance. Thumbelina, sing. Thumbelina, what's the difference if you're very small? When your heart is filled with love, you're nine feet tall. 'Cause you're no bigger than my thumb. Then your thumb. Then my thumb. Where's your thumb? Here's my thumb. On your hand. Sweet Thumbelina, don't be glum. Ah ah ah! No no no! Come come come! Thumbelina, Thumbelina, tiny little thing. Thumbelina, dance. Thumbelina, sing. Thumbelina, what's the difference if you're very small? When your heart is filled with love, you're nine feet tall. 'Cause you're no bigger than my toe. Then your toe. Then my toe. Where's your toe? In my shoe. Oh, sweet Thumbelina, keep that glow, and you'll grow, and you'll grow, and you'll grow. If you're very small, when your heart is filled with love, you're nine feet tall. Yeah,、oh, when, when your heart, heart is filled with love, you're, you're nine feet tall. Love is one of those things that when you give it away, give it away, give it away. Love is something when you give it away, you find you'll end up having more. It's just like a magic penny. You won't have any. Lend it, spend it. You'll have so many that they'll roll all over the floor. Love is one of those things that when you if you give it away, if you give it love, if you give it, you'll end up having more. One more verse. Love's a treasure. You'll never lose it. It's so special. You can't refuse it. Love's a treasure you always lose it unless you lock up the door. Love is something if you give it away. Oh, if you give it away, if you give it love, if you give it, you'll end up having more. You'll end up having. One song leads into another. You can get going. That's the other thing is that we never stopped, so that the shows your average two-year-old has got an attention span of about twenty-three and a half minutes, and so if you make it to twenty-seven minutes, you've you know basically won the lottery. And a lot of times that's what we would do. We would just go on and on, and it was we're, we're both pretty good at making things up. And so when <laughs> things pop, that last verse. that's right. <laughs> That was right, and when when things pop into your head, and especially songs, because you know you start having flashbacks of songs that I'm a lonely little petunia in an onion patch, an onion patch, an onion patch. I'm a lonely with a petunia in an onion patch, and all I do is cry all day. The air is so strong it takes my breath away. I'm a lonely with a petunia and an onion patch, an onion patch, 
an onion. Patch. I'm a lonely with a petunia and an onion. Patch. And all I do is cry all day. Now that was one, not of great artistic merit, but it was one that my father sang me when I was three. My mother um, was so thrilled that we did Little Sir Echo. And so we um, will look at the audience. Robert is a master of gauging an audience because I kind of follow a lot. Occasionally I'll throw in an idea. But I like to follow because his stream of consciousness is pretty amazing to work with. One of the wonderful things is that, you know, basically you're dealing with a virtual mob when you're talking about, you know, birth to five-year-olds that any minute everything can go completely out of control. And so you're kind of surfing with sharks in the water. And it's really kind of fun because after a while, everybody realizes there's, not, there's no serious business going on here at all. It's just really fun. And as long as you approach it that way, it, it always works out. And there's generations out there. And uh, usually Robert can pull a song from any kind of an era and we can go along with it. Um, so it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. When we used to go to uh, healthcare centers where elders live, and there would be people who weren't really communicating very much and we would play some song As from their As in completely child. catatonic. Well, I, I don't know the diagnosis, but the, the <laughs> didn't seem to be responding. And, um, and then we would play a song like School Days and... Watch everybody click in everybody and just, start singing along. So, so music has that quality, and and it reaches all the generations. So it's kind of... And it's shared literature mm -hmm. in, a, in kind of a very sweet way. I, um, I never... I never re I started doing it just because I like doing it, and people seem to like what they're getting, but I think it's, it's become more than that. And, you know, I, and after 28 years... After 28 years, I can look back and say, you know, it's kind of like my legacy with the library. That that's kind of the most memorable thing that I did. Because the outreach was not particularly innovative. I was just doing what was came before, you know, in a slightly different way. But the kids' music was, was all mine. We put out four CDs, by the way, in, the, in, the 20, 20, in about 25 years. And we made... I'm thinking close to $45,000 for programming at the library, which is not a ton of money when you see how long that's been, but it was better than a poke in the eye, as they say. <laughs> so when we go to the Festival on the Green, um, people should know that it's an opportunity to see so much great music. I mean, we're, we're great, but <laughs> there are other days. We're not too shabby. There, there, are, there are other people playing on different um, evenings. Different uh, cultures are represented. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. Of course, buy a raffle ticket or donate, buy a t-shirt, buy the CDs of the folks who are performing. And if you don't, if it, it's go anyway, because it's an opportunity. Camps come to the 12 o'clock show that's when we play at mm -hmm. noon on july 12th and um camps come they go when they need to go it's a very relaxed it's an opportunity if if somebody you're with isn't really what you would want um to be a perfect listener or something or just go anyway because if you have to leave you go leave you come back when you can come back 
kid starts to cry, you sing it happy and you know it. They don't like when you yell, hooray, sometimes they'll start crying, then come back when they're not crying. And it's very easy and all of the artists are, I, my experience there, the artists are all treated really well. Gigi's camping out. Well, I just, I, I, I am a happy person at this festival. I used to bring my kids. If my grandkids were in town, I would bring my grandkids. It's such a family event. Bring up, bring your meals, enjoy your meals, and, and, and shout out requests because we'll do them. So that's my plug for the festival. I love the festival. Great, thanks for sharing. <laughs> so I'd love to hear another. Do either of you have any songs that are particularly special to you? Well, we just did Thumbelina, which was a song I sang when I was little, and Danny Kay taught it to me, not personally, but I love Danny Kay. And, um, and we, did, we did Sammy by Hap Palmer. I think he's pretty great. There's um, a song that I learned when I was in, believe it or not, dramatic school when I was seven, and um, I still don't know exactly who wrote it, but I think it was written by Lester Netsky, who owned the school, and um, it's, it's one of my favorite songs just because when somebody sings it back to me and knows the words, I know they learned it from me because there's no other place to learn it from because it was never recorded by anybody else as far as I know. Your hair is the color of tomato soup. April Fool, April Fool, there's a big fat gorilla in the chicken coop. April, April Fool, look out the window, what do you see? Peaches on a cherry tree. I fool you, you fool me, this is April Fool's Day. The cat's in the middle of the custard pie. April Fool, April Fool. There's a dog in the kitchen and he's 10 feet high. April, April fool. Look out the window, what do you see? Peaches on a cherry tree. I fool you and you fool me. This is April fool's day. The cow in the field just gave the horse a kiss. April fool, April fool. You've got to be crazy to sing a song like this. Unless it's April Fool's Day. Look out the window, what do you see? Peaches on a cherry tree. I fool you, you fool me. This is April Fool's Day. Your hair is definitely the color of tomato soup. <laughs> April Fool, April Fool. There's a big fat gorilla in the chicken coop. April, April Fool. April, April Fool. Very sweet song. <laughs> Very cute. And everybody, you know, I mean, the thing is, just like, just like I remember the slow dance songs from junior high school, everybody has songs that have been crocheted into their, into their growing up memories. And I'd like to think that some of the ones that we do have served that purpose for people. I think it. I think they really have. I think so. Erie Canal. You know, yeah. you, the certain ones that that were my favorites. Somehow, it becomes somebody else's favorites too. It's just the best. And we've done songs by local songwriters like Bob and Andrea Tier and the right. Monkey Monkeys in the Mango Song yes. uh, Tree. Yes. It's so you know. So we try and 
and share their music as well. There's a lot of talented musicians in Vermont right now. Many more. I would say twice or three times as many as there were 20 years ago. And I'm not sure why, but I don't care. It's just good. <laughs> it's really good for all of us. It's really lucky. So get out there and listen to live music as much as you possibly can. And the Middlebury Festival on the Green is definitely a great place to do that. That's the week Fantastic. of February 8th. No, Does it's it start? July, but okay. <laughs> what is February? April Fool's. <laughs> what day does it start? I, I, I I'm trying say to say the 8th. I know where the 12th. We know Thursday is the 12th. Thursday the 12th. Sunday, July 8th. Ah, Sunday, see? July 8th. Okay. And I'm going to be there because that is a great band that night. Yeah, that's so a good Sunday, band. Sunday, July 8th at 7 o'clock. Mm -hmm. But we're playing at noon on the 12th. That's right. And they're playing noon on the 12th, so that's the most important day. Well, just for us. <laughs> There's great music every day at noontime. There's kids' music every day. Great and, to know. And the marionettes are there one time. Mm -hmm. Rick will be up. Rick is probably. coming up too, yeah. yep. Monday, July 9th at 12. There you go. Rick is Monday, July 9th at 12. And y'all are June, now I'm switching months again, July 12th <laughs> at noon. That's right. All right. I have one last question for you both. What is your favorite part about performing your children's music? What's your favorite part? I think it is experiencing uh, shared joy. I think that would do it. And I think it's getting parents to sing with their kids, which is worth a million bucks every time it happens. It makes the world a better place. Well, you guys are doing great things for us in Vermont. I know you both play a big role in our community here. So thanks for that. It was great Thank to you, have Sophie. you guys on the show. Thank you so much for coming in. Our pleasure. I would love to close out with one more song of your choice. Do, um... No, play live. Oh. Do, uh, just around the corner. Just around the corner, there's a rainbow in the sky. So let's, let's have, have another cup of coffee, and let's have another piece of pie. Ooh, trouble's just a bubble, and the clouds will soon roll by. So let's have another cup of coffee, and let's have another piece of pie. Let a smile be your umbrella, it's just an April shower. Even John Dean Rockefeller is looking for that silver lining. Mr. Herbert Hoover says now's the time to buy. So let's have another cup of coffee and let's have another piece of pie. Shoe fly pie and apple pan dowdy makes the sun come out when the sky skies are cloudy. Shoe fly pie and apple pan dowdy can't get enough of that wonderful stuff. Shoe fly pie and apple pan dowdy makes my eyes light up and my tummy say howdy. Shoe fly pie and apple pan dowdy can't get enough of that wonderful stuff. Gigi, when you bake, Gigi. I don't. 
Make no mistake. Gigi, lose the cake. Put it in the oven and make some ever-loving shoe fly pie. An apple pan dowdy makes the sun come out when the skies are cloudy. Shoe fly pie, an apple pan dowdy. Can't get enough of that wonderful stuff. Let a smile be your umbrella. It's just an April shower. Even John D. Rockefeller is looking for that silver lining. Mr. Herbert Hoover says now's the time to buy. So let's have another cup of coffee and let's have another piece of pie. Thanks for listening. This is WOMMLP Burlington, 105.9 The Radiator. This is Rocket Shop. Thanks for joining us, Rob and Gigi.